Good evening. It has been a beautiful Tuesday in Washington, D.C. It is currently 8.20 p.m. on March 23rd, 2021. I am Casey Chambers and my constant co-host, Nick Klein, is with us as well. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> we are doing another episode today. Episode six, seven, yeah. We'll see. It depends on what we how we count those many episodes that we've done, but yeah, it's gonna be different. We are here today to talk about Myanmar or Burma, depending on uh, depending where you're coming preference. from. Yeah, uh, the U.S. State Department and the CIA still refer to it as Burma. In 1988, the name was changed uh, by the military to Myanmar. Both work. And as I alluded to in saying that the military changed the name, the military uh, in uh, Myanmar is very closely tied to the ruling of the government and since February 1st has been fully in control after a coup d'etat, which is why we're discussing Myanmar, because the military has taken over. Uh, under uh, General uh, Min Ong Hwang. And there have been widespread protests that have been crushed viciously. Continue to be crushed viciously. Yes. Uh, It was another uh, day of repression in uh, Myanmar today. Uh, A particularly shocking story was that a seven-year-old girl was shot and killed in uh, Chanmya Taship, uh, Township in Mandalay, uh, sitting on her father's lap inside their house as security forces uh, tried to shoot the, the father, apparently, but hit her and she died of her injuries. That was from the, the BBC a couple hours ago. Uh, Shocking, tragic, evil. I would say. I mean, there's, there's not much analysis we can add to that, right? <clears throat> not really. No. So the, the moral of the story is that there is uh, protests against the against the coup against the military government. Nationwide, not just in a few cities. You know, I think fair to say nationwide. Yeah, it's, it's fair to say uh, nationwide. Uh, the military says there's 164 dead. Um, now, what's kind of shocking about this is that Myanmar used to be. I mean, I don't know. It, we're kind of getting in. I mean, this gets into semantics in a hurry here, but Myanmar used to be like ultra tight uh, security where the military, whenever there was a crackdown, never admitted how many people used to die. Um, and here they are doing it, which is kind of strange. Um, but they, they estimate 164 dead. The Assistance Association for Political Prisoners uh, says it's likely well over 261 people who are dead and over 2,600 arrested, 2,665 to be specific. 
Uh, I'd imagine these numbers are probably were probably outdated as soon as they were published. Um, and one of the main cities in Myanmar, Yangon, uh, has been declared. Uh, is that the capital of Myanmar? I never. Uh, so Yang Yangon is the largest city in Myanmar, and uh, right. Naypyi is the capital. Okay, Naypyi. Uh, so martial law was declared in Yangon about. Um, I want to say about not even, not even a week and a half ago. Um, uh, that, yeah, that was March fourteenth that uh, martial law was formally declared. Which so, uh, so the the significance of that is that uh, protesters, arrested people, uh, reporters, anyone detained can be tried before a military court. Which there they, isn't necessarily have... a massive difference uh, if the military is in control between the the court system previously in a military court but it is now very clear and on paper that uh, protesters and anyone can be brought before a military court and uh, sentenced to military justice military so like execution essentially or you know dozens of years in prison yeah whatever the whatever the military wants right i mean i'm going to well Maybe maybe they are, maybe they are unconcerned about making martyrs and would be fine with sentencing people to execution. But uh, the point the point is that you are at the uh, you're at the mercy of the military. Yes, women, women control of the mili military. Um, so let's see what the basically prices of basic goods: uh, palm oil up twenty percent, rice up 20 to 35 percent that's kind of a range i'd imagine probably depends by region uh in myanmar uh fuel is up 15 percent. what's the deal with this did this happen after the coup uh so there has been uh upward pressures on the economy generally uh unrelated to the protests there are there have been sanctions against myanmar for the uh 2017 uh, rohingya genocide uh, under the leadership of uh, Aung San uh, Suu Kyi, who was the elected leader of Myanmar. So in 2007, there was the Saffron Revolution, uh, named after the color of the uh, robes that the monks wore on the streets, that forced political change in uh, Myanmar, which had been ruled by the military. In 2011, there was a transitional government uh, that shared power between civilian leadership and the military. Four years later, there was elections. Uh, Suu Kyi was elected, but she can't uh, serve because her uh, children are foreigners. Uh, and the constitution was written in a way so that she wouldn't be able to be uh, leader. So uh, uh, when uh, Myint was the uh, official leader of Myanmar and uh, Suu Kyi's role was state councilor, but she was de facto leader, uh, there were uh, elections on November... Uh, 13th, where the National League for Democracy, that is uh, Suu Kyi's party, won 346 seats. So they had strong control uh, of the country and uh, parliament. The uh, uh, Tatmadaw Tat military uh, disputed the results of the elections and then obviously uh, seized power on February 1st. So that's essentially... Um where we are uh what do they charge her with when they because i remember 
I remember where I was when I when I heard that there was something going down in uh, on Song Suchi's house, uh, and then obviously as the hours went on, it became clear that oh, this is a you know much wider military coup. Um, yeah, so she would she was initially detained uh, by the military. They seized uh, parliament, parliamentarians, government buildings, radio stations. Uh, Suki is the as the leader, as uh, as you do in a coup. And she was uh, eventually charged with uh, inciting fear and protest, uh, violating COVID nineteen regula- uh, regulations and illegal possession of six radios, which violated the country's laws on uh, telecommunications, uh, supposedly, um, for the purpose of uh, leading protests. Uh, And uh, since then, she has also been charged with uh, uh, laundering $600,000. It's unclear whether any of these charges are Real, whether they're trumped up, possessing six radios. How dare you? <laughs> that beyond the point. The moral of the story is that uh, political power in the country was seized unjustifiably, and the response to popular protests against that has been absolutely repressive. Yep. So, uh, I mean, there's a number of policy options uh, we take here. Um, so, uh, on March 10th, there were sanctions against the children of Min Ong Hwang and six businesses which are connected to uh, the ruling Quinta, I guess is what uh, they call so it. The, the six businesses connected to his children. His children, okay. Yes. Uh, and and that, those, children, were, those were American sanctions. And Yes. Uh, so do those, do, do his children occupy any uh, part in, in the junta or, or are those, or, you know, are these just kind of uh, arbitrary punishment sanctions, I guess, if, if that makes sense? Uh, they're just, uh, they're just uh, sanctions so that the uh, leaders of political repression in Myanmar are not uh, profiting off of uh right the violation of human rights um about 12 days later there were eu sanctions against 11 people including the general himself for the coup um but then after a little bit uh you know you kind of sanctions only you know sanctions only take you so far to influence behavior um and that kind of gets to the other side of the equation which is uh, who supports who, uh, I guess, in this, in that who supports the junta, and I guess you could just say who doesn't regionally. Sure. Well, uh, ASEAN, which is the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, has expressed concern Um Uh, Joko Widodo, and uh, who's the president of Indonesia, and uh, Muhyiddin Yassin, who's the prime minister of Malaysia, have uh, both expressed their concern uh, about 
the violent and repressive nature of the military have uh, asked to seek peaceful resolution. Uh, there's also going to be a meeting of uh, a special session of ASEAN to discuss uh, the events in uh, Myanmar. <clears throat> Myanmar is a, a member of ASEAN, so this is uh, diplomatically embarrassing for them. Hmm. Although, speaking of diplomacy, it should be noted that the uh, ambassador of Myanmar to the United Nations pleaded with the Security Council to take action to restore uh, civilian rule of the government. Uh, he was then promptly sacked, uh, of course. Uh, That's amazing. The, the United Nations Security Council took no action based on uh, Chinese and Russian reluctance to uh, take any meaningful action. So it's unlikely there's going to be a concerted, truly global effort. But there are uh, countries that are concerned about this. It's unclear the extent to which they can affect any change. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the Chinese and Russians. Um, obviously, Russia and China both do a lot of arms trade with Myanmar. Uh, so that's a market they don't want to lose. And then China specifically, uh, they have, well, they have a port from the Belt and Road Initiative in Myanmar. And I know they also have lots of billions of dollars <laughs> in, invested uh, in Myanmar as well. So uh, what's, I mean, they've obviously been reluctant to take action. You pointed out the United Nations Security Council uh, vetoes. Um, is there any indication that they outright support the junta? So it appears that China is hedging their bets because, as you noted, they do have billions of dollars in investment in Myanmar. They would like to keep the West out. So if there was going to be uh, concerted action or international sanctions, they would seek to uh, blunt it just to make sure that the, the West doesn't have influence because uh, Myanmar is their backyard. Sure. Uh, the military and the Chinese government are close. China has expressed reservations with the behavior of security forces. They uh, uh, they signed on to, along with Russia, a United Nations Security Council resolution uh, condemning uh, violence and killing of protesters. However, there was no language about uh, undoing the coup or condemning the uh, coup d'etat itself or uh, General uh, Min Aung Hwang, uh, specifically because that language wouldn't have passed. So it was a really watered down uh, version so that if the, the coup eventually fell and the military was no longer in power, that China could then uh, say that they were uh, supportive of efforts against it. But also, right. if the coup stays in uh, power, uh, China still has a good relations with the junta, and also their main concern is stability. They would like to uh, have the situation return to quote unquote normal, so that their uh, business investments could continue to uh, return gains for them. Uh, in Myanmar itself, there has been anti-Chinese sentiment both generally because of the exploitative nature of Chinese investment, sure, but also Chinese support for the, the junta and uh, security services. It's unclear if there's any direct 
support or kinetic support for the crackdown, although it's plausible. There. We should we should try to avoid speculation, although sure, no. yeah. it's 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 possible, and we we will leave it at that. I am expressly not saying that's the case. I also know there were Chinese factories that were uh, attacked, not by the junta, but you know by the anti. I guess what the pro not necessarily I mean not necessarily pro NLD, but I mean because there's lots of political parties. But I guess you could say the anti junta forces also. So obviously that forces more and more forces China's hands. So we're gonna have to see what comes of that. That's um, that's an angle to the this Myanmar case that will continue to develop. Yeah. So they they burned a Chinese factory pretty well. Uh, the Chinese embassy in Yangon said that there was $37 million worth of damage. Jeez. And there was a uh, strong, uh, strongly worded uh, Global Times, which is a outlet of the, the Chinese Communist Party's yes. uh, media apparatus uh, expressing strong desire for security forces in Myanmar to protect Chinese citizens and assets which uh, inflamed the situation with protesters even worse. So, uh, what happens from here, I guess? I mean, is this kind of a situation where it's it's, it's an unstoppable force against an immovable object, in which case we're just going to be dealing with this for Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's certainly possible. China is the only player who shows much flexibility here, right? I wouldn't expect the military to back down, although I guess if protests became uh, so unstoppable that they had to agree to a transitional government or new elections or some way to end the crisis, maybe. I mean, it's it's very clear what the United States and the European Union and ASEAN, but it's clear what the United States and the European Union want. It is likely that uh, ASEAN would also like to see a return to uh, civilian government, although it should be noted that there's a long history of the Southeast Asian nations not criticizing each other, which is yeah. why the uh, expressed concerns of ASEAN are both surprising, but also not necessarily uh, directly against the UNTER uh, reigning in power and more about the tactics that they've deployed, which have, I mean, ev- even short of the between 164 and 261 dead, taking protesters and viciously beating them, there's reports of torture. Yeah. Are barbaric. So that, that will draw a response even among uh, a group that is hesitant to publicly challenge each other. Where it goes from here, I mean, I I guess China could choose if they wanted to, to pull the rug out from under the uh, junta. I wouldn't expect Russia to go against uh, a Chinese request for a United Nations Security Council resolution if China asked for it. But I also wouldn't expect China to pull the rug out from under the junta. So 
That's likely a stalemate. Continues. There is historical precedent of the military uh, retaining political power. Yes. It's clear that they uh, wanted to. Protests may just dissipate in the face of... Overwhelming violence, right? Yeah. Jeez. And there we go. So, all right. Well, if that's if that's really uh, where we're at, then then I guess uh, we'll just have to keep an eye on situation in Myanmar. God dang. Yes. If there's anything that uh, changes that we need to uh, share or discuss, we'll do so. We can either do another full episode or a shorter episode. Um, certainly, an area of the world that we are uh, watching at the moment, and. I wish the best of luck and safety to all the protesters in Myanmar. Yes, absolutely. Fight is honorable. Wow. And that is the episode. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you very much.